in a world where blockbuster movies are made and enjoyed. Millions of people watch them, awards are won, careers are launched, cinematic works of greatness are produced each year, and these two knuckleheads haven't seen them. You're listening to The List We Missed, where we finally watch the movies that everyone else already has. Jackie. And hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of The List We Missed. Yeah. And this week, we're going on an adventure. Uh, an adventure. An adventure in babysitting. That's less fun than I thought it was going to be. Sitting on the babies. I really, that took me a minute to understand what you were saying. Wow, okay. <laughs> Whew. All right, yeah. So, uh, Adventures in Babysitting, 1987 movie. I really knew not a whole lot about it other than if I've ever told somebody, oh, I've never seen Adventures in Babysitting, their jaw hit the floor because I'm a 40-something-year-old girl. Have I never seen Adventures in Babysitting? Because clearly you had to have been a babysitter at some point, and what happened in this movie was, you know, the literal nightmare of every babysitter. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I never knew this movie existed until you brought it up. Fair. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> 1987. It's a time before time. It doesn't exist to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say, what was this movie? I didn't like it. This, I, this I don't. was like a typical 80s movie. Yeah, I, I guess. Except, so, I don't know how you watched it. I watched it on Disney+, Plus and they changed a yes. lot of the things in yes, Disney Plus. Yes, they did. Like, for instance, they talked about Thor, and the guy called Thor a homo, but in the in the redo Disney Plus era, it's weirdo. Uh, they took out the cursing. Yeah, where bitch the, became witch. And, and don't fuck with the babysitter became don't mess with the babysitter. I think so, yeah. Yeah, Which, they uh, Disney-fied this movie. But, like, it was, wasn't, was it not already Disney? I assumed it was already Disney, and that's how Disney had it. Not necessarily. Was it like grabbed in the Fox for thing Maybe? or something? Let's see. Production companies: Touchstone, Silver Screen, Rose Productions. Okay. Distributed by Buena Vista Distribution. Okay, so yeah, Buena Vista. Is That's that a Disney. That that is a Disney company. Like subsidiary type yeah. thing. Okay. So, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, then the word Disneyfied it is a. Uh, yeah, that's a yeah. true statement because who boy did they? It was funny because like at first. With, with the homo weirdo thing, at first, like, I wasn't paying full attention. I was like, oh, that sounded a little weird. And then I, like, was really paying attention. I was like, oh, yeah. Because they, they gave you the warning in the very beginning of the film saying, yeah. you know, hey, FYI. And I was like, what could they have changed? Well, there, there they go. Yeah, yeah. So, they took out the F word. They took out bitch. They, so. They took out, like, it, it's funny because, like, it doesn't feel, it, it in the grand scheme, it wasn't a lot, but it feels like it was a lot because... You know, in the in the scene talking about Thor, they talk. They said "weirdo" like four different times in succession. So it's like, ah, oh, yes, that stands out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we can't say "bitch," but we can have gang violence. <laughs> okay, Disney, not a problem. Speaking of that gang, I, I really thought we were gonna break out in the thriller or something. That one yeah. gang with the with the red <laughs> the red leathers yeah, on and yeah. everything. Yeah, I straight up thought it was this was like a Michael Jackson thing. So so. I what I liked about this movie, it's an eighties movie. Um, it's yeah, you not, could tell it was eighties. It's not a rom com. It was like not this a is not like a chick flick kind of rom com movie yeah. because there is like to me this is more like an eighties 
family kind of movie because yeah. you've got you know this isn't necessarily for the littlest of kids but you know you've got the teenagers that can relate to being the babysitter mm-hmm. you've got the younger preteens that can relate to being the ones being babysat yeah. and then this like fantastical kind of scary journey that they're going on yeah um i have to give it to the the our lead character chris She's a better friend than I am. Yeah, One right? of my friends called me, like, crying at the bus depot, like, that basically I fucked around and found out, come get me. I'd be <laughs> like, bitch, no. You fucking sleep there. I'll get you in the morning. No, like, okay. <laughs> I, I call don't know bull. that I, I, don't I, know that I would pick my friend up. I call bull, because if I had done something like that, you'd be like, oh, God, what 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 events happened to you? Yes, you would. Holding a bunch of kids into the city? I don't know about that. Yes, I might tell if, you to rot. No, if I no, you wouldn't. I don't there's, know, dude. No I way. might tell you to rot. If I'm if I have somebody else's kids with me and I got to go into like Philly to come get you, I don't know, dude. I might tell you to rot. Our friendship just took a very drastic turn that I wasn't prepared for. <laughs> <laughs> with somebody else's kids, I don't want to be around people's kids in the first place. Well, okay, fair, but like, like when you think about it, just. Going somewhere, picking somebody up is not a crazy ask, you know? But she was babysitting. She's got somebody else's kids. I mean, I guess. That's the thing where it's like, well, first of all, Brenda, you ran away. (laughs) Brenda. This isn't like, oh, I got stranded or oh, blah, blah, blah. You ran away from home. Mm -hmm. You spent all your money. Mm -hmm. Now you're stuck there and Mm -hmm. you're screaming at me to come pick you up like it's my fault that I can't get you. I don't think it was a fault. I think it this I think it was a mass hysteria. She she effed around and found out like Yeah. But again, that's a whole lot of your problem and not my problem. Oh come on. No, dude. This this the girl could have had a really nice easy night. And then her friend fucked it all up. Well, she wasn't going to have a real nice easy night because her boyfriend canceled their date. I did not expect that Bradley, that, Whitford, that Bradley was gonna... Whitford was going to be the boyfriend. Because <laughs> uh, obviously, like, you know, he's not a star or anything like that. So his name didn't come up in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And when, you when know, he shows up, <laughs> when he shows up with the Mr. Cool Camaro, I think it was. And yep. then I see baby Bradley Whitford. I was very excited. I was watching it with my fiance. And she made the comment, is he really that tall? Because <laughs> the camera angle had a very clear upward look. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure this is just the camera or he's standing on a box. Like, I don't think he's that tall. <laughs> so, yeah, baby baby Bradley Whitford. I was like, oh, no, you're going to be the bad guy. Yeah. You know what? I didn't even think to that part. No? Like, I don't know. Like, Because, again, I didn't know what to expect. The only thing I knew about this movie was literally that... You know, that there's a woman, like, you know, Elizabeth Shue was babysitting these kids, Mm -hmm. and I knew the cover of the VHS, which was, like, her scaling down the building with the kids on the back. Like, that's legitimately the only only thing thing. I knew about this movie. Um, So, yeah, I had no idea. When the boyfriend, when Bradley Whitford says, my sister's sick, I can't go out, I'm like, okay, babe, no problem. I love you. You're great. It's fine. You're Bradley Whitford, and I love you. Um, See, see, the problem is that, like, I've only ever seen him in a... uh, obviously of course our 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 lord and savior the west wing right or b in billy madison where he's a bad guy (laughs) we saw him he's also kind of a bad guy ish in cabin in the woods he's morally gray yeah i guess (laughs) you know but like like my brain just whenever i see bradley whitford hear bradley whitford that's where, where my brain goes it's either billy madison or west wing and in west wing like like yeah he's a good guy 
But he's also kind of a dick. Well, you know, in it's funny when I was first writing my notes, I didn't I didn't have my notebook with me at <gasps> work the, the day. Blasphemy. I know, right? The day that I watched it, so I had to transcribe it in here. But I had it on a post-it note, and actually my original post-it note, because I was so excited, was, Oh, it's baby Josh Lyman. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> I probably should not refer to him as his character from a completely separate thing. Yeah. So when I transcribed, I did write Bradley Whitford. But yes, Aww. my original thing was, oh, Josh. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that because you, you're going to recognize people through yeah. what they've been in. Like, I, I have no issue with you saying baby, baby He's Josh. baby Josh Lyman. <laughs> and then my notes are, fuck you, Brenda. Fuck around and find out. Brenda's really stupid. She still sucks. I don't think Wow, you her. really hung really in did. on Brenda. I did. She, she was... She was terrible. Remind me not to ask you if I'm stranded on a freeway. Well, you know, I'm not going to be babysitting, so it shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> the fact that I am an adult, I'll come get you. Now, it's fine. <laughs> but I'm saying, if I'm like 17 and babysitting a handful of kids, and you call me to come into Philly, <sighs> you know what? I feel like that's what I call my mom. And I'm just like, Mom... But she couldn't call her mom, because she, she, did she throw poison or soup or something? I don't know. No, not her. No. Chris. The oh, girl Chris. That was babysitting. And like, be just, like, hey, mom, my friend. Just call your mom, yeah. yeah. But then the mom's going to call the, your friend's parents, and then she's going to be in trouble. That's, again, that's a whole <laughs> lot of not my problem. I'm still doing what You're I can a as a friend. You're a narc. I'm still doing what I can oh, as a friend to go no. get you. No, but I'm saying have the mom come hang out with the kids, and then I'll go get Brenda. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like things could have been done differently. But then again, we completely... 1980s. It's 1980s, <laughs> and then we no longer have a plot of the movie. Right. If we do things my way. Yeah. If Brenda can suck it, <laughs> we don't have a movie. It's just, you know, it's a five-minute really short. You I hung did. in on Brenda so I did. hard. It's just two lines. Just two lines. No, I think maybe at the end I told her she got what she deserved. Brenda sucks. Brenda is so stupid. Uh, no. Okay. See? I didn't go on her super hard. Oh. Oh, no, nope, that's Brenda no, Whitford again. No, okay, then we're good. No, no, there it is. No redemption for Brenda. SCFU. You suck. There, see? There you go. <laughs> I mean, I agree. At the end there, when she was yelling at Chris, like, you know, where have you been or whatever? Yeah. That's super grateful. Yeah. But, yeah. And uh, also that kid, Daryl. I hated Daryl. Daryl was I hated Daryl. Yes. I hated Daryl. Every time you turn around... He's, like, doing something else. Like, you're already outside the comfort zone drastically. And he's like, you know, I'm going to go hit up this this college house party. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, dude? First off, Anthony Rapp. Baby Anthony Rapp. Right. Which is exactly. awesome. Uh, also, hilarious that Baby Anthony Rapp was obsessed with Playboys. <laughs> but, yeah. I, oh, God. I, yeah, no. I, 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 I was getting point, very irritated. Leave Daryl at the party. That, it's straight up. Just leave him. But you he's know what? He, he got what he wanted. He hung. He got to hang out with the college girl. That's very true. Again, Anthony Rapp with, with the... Uh... It was it was strange. Because honestly, like the only thing that I really know Anthony Rapp from... Rent. Is Rent. Yeah. That's it. Like I really know if he's done other things, he good was, for him. But I really only know him from Rent. He was Charlie Brown and You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Oh, was he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I've actually never seen that show all the way through. Or heard the music all the way through. It's, well, first off, you should. Because okay. I was Schroeder when I was a senior. Yay. Yeah, it was dope. No, I, it's a really good show. And okay. really, really good music. Okay. So, I I, I mean, as a theater person... Yarp. Yeah. yeah okay. Do yourself a favor. Will do. So. Will do. And then imagine me as Schroeder singing, you know, Beethoven Day. 
as Aww. as a little as a little senior in high school with long luscious locks of hair before I got old and bald. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I like again another Disney-fied thing. Okay. That even like the bad guys like there is like so they go so okay so yeah quick quick <laughs> synopsis is. Her stupid friend Brenda goes to a bus depot and needs to be picked up, but she's in the city. So Chris has to take all the kids she's babysitting and drive into the city. Which, by the way, the city's an hour away. Yeah, it's like they're in the suburbs of Chicago. She's got to go into Chicago. I think it's Chicago. That sounds right. Um, But, like, the, on the way there, and, like, it's so funny because I literally kept equating it in my head of, like, living here and driving to Philly. Right. I'm like, okay, so she's going down... Like six seventy six, yeah. and she blows a tire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god, terrifying, you know? right? And I've been there. I have broken down on the side of six seventy six. It sucks ass. Well, I've been there. Don't call me, because <laughs> I I will be watching children that day. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like it starts out with like they blow a tire, and then this like truck pulls up, and there's this guy with a hook. But then it turns out, like, it's Mr. Pruitt, and he's really nice. He's a super chill dude until he finds out that his wife is cheating on him. <laughs> and, then and, then, goes... <laughs> and then he goes complete, like, like straight up says, okay, forget about these kids in this car. Like, he firstly shows up, like, he's like, you know, I can't just leave these you guys by yourselves. Yeah, you're like, I gotta help you out. Way. You know? Like, I can't just abandon these kids. And then he's like, oh, my wife? Well, kids, guess what? There's going to be a gun. There's going to be murder. Yeah, he was going to drive. He's towing their car, and he's going to drive them to the garage to get everything fixed. On the way there, he finds out that his wife is cheating on him, so he goes to the house, gets a gun out of the glove box, and starts shooting up the house. (laughs) Nobody Um, dies. Nobody died. But her, Chris's car gets shot, and then the the cops show up, and the kids jump into the... The guy that the wife is cheating with, yeah. they jump into his car to get away. Well, because there's gunfire. But there's already a dude in there <laughs> stealing, stealing the car. car. So the car thief just drives off with every all the kids in the car. And here's <laughs> here's the Disneyfied mo- moment, because this car thief, his name is Joe. Uh-huh. So he apparently works for this, excuse me, whole... Like, underground network of car thieves. Where yeah, they, they, like, they, they, they steal cars and then chopping them up for right. parts or whatever. So, he takes, like, the kids to, like, the chop shop. But, like, you can already tell that, like, yes, this guy is, like, a criminal. He's a car thief. But he's not a bad guy. Exactly. This is Disney. So, like, you can tell that he's got a little bit of, like, there's some redeeming qualities to Joe. Got um, a nice smile. I, and and he's like you know I can't you know I'm not gonna hurt you guys like you know we'll I ain't just gonna get hurt you I'm out. not gonna I'm not gonna pull off to the side of the road because this part of town is not good oh yeah yeah Chris was like just like pull over let us out and he was like I wouldn't even get out in this neighborhood yeah. he's like don't worry about it you guys are okay and then like they go back to this chop shop but then like the leader of this crime ring was like get them up there they know our faces now and they're gonna tell well the yeah they're, and... they're they're witnesses like yeah so like they're all like being shoved into an office and then it's they make a harrowing escape but not before daryl swipes a playboy off of the desk which was the, the same guy. playboy that he had initially brought right, but there's... lost because uh because the the one kid is not trying to show that show chris that he has a playboy yeah, and the, like there's a running joke throughout this whole movie that the centerfold Miss March looks exactly like Chris. Which, the by the way, yeah, 
I think it might have been like her face all done. Oh yeah, hundred yeah, like percent. But the running joke is that she, that everybody is mistaking her for this Playboy centerfold. Yeah. And yeah, so like also that centerfold, it showed a back. It wasn't frontal. Like, <laughs> it, so now they're stuck in the city. They have no car. They have no money because Chris forgot her purse. Um, so this is where, like, the hilarity ensues of them escaping these criminals, who, by the way, like, literally chase them around the whole movie. They end up at a frat party. Like, they're kind of just all over. It it was a series of unfortunate events. It really was. All the way to the point of, like, they they end up in the hospital because of the gang-related violence. They're on a train at one point, and there are these two rival gangs, and they ended up getting in the middle of two rival gangs, and the one kid gets a switchblade into his foot. Yeah. But really, it turns out to be just, like, one tiny stitch in the toe. But anyway, there... I was expecting it to be, like, a, he split his toe and it was just... And it went right through. Yeah. But as they're leaving the hospital, the tow truck driver, Mr. Pruitt, was Which, like... Which, by the way, they definitely just left that hospital without paying anything. Oh, yeah. They AMA. They straight up AMA'd. Um... Because they couldn't, they didn't want to give their name or anything like that. Yeah. So yeah, then they end up with the truck driver again who was like, oh, guess what? Don't worry about it. You know, I got the window fixed. That was my fault. For <laughs> yeah, that's on me. Yeah. He's like, you just have to pay 50 bucks for the tire and you're good to go. So they're like, cool, we're going to go there. That's when they end up at the frat party. Chris meets this really cute guy who ends up loaning her 45 bucks and driving her to the garage. Yeah. And then, of course... I was waiting for the shoe to drop where he's like, okay, so uh, what am I getting? Yeah. I was ex- I was waiting for it because every single turn there was something else that was happening. So we get to the garage and we meet the garage owner, who I forget his name. I don't remember. But he it's played by the actor Vincent D'Onofrio. And he's got long flowing hair and he resembles Thor. Now, we also have to remember this is 1987 and Thor looked a bit different in the 80s than, like, the Marvel of today. Okay. Like, that Thor had, like, very, very long flowing hair. He wore a lot of red and blue. He had the winged helmet, mm-hmm. which I don't think that this... Does this Thor? I don't remember enough the of this The closest Marvel. thing you got was in the third film when he was playing... When he was in the, the arena mm-hmm. against Hulk, and he wore a helmet for that. Okay. That's like the closest yeah, thing. Yeah, like really he got. like I said, long flowing hair. He had the winged kind of like almost Viking-ish yeah. helmet. Well, which the little girl because he was a Viking. Like, the little girl is obsessed, obsessed with, with Thor. Thor. So when she sees the garage owner, she's like, <gasps> "It's Thor! It's Thor!" She's like, "Oh my god!" You know, like every superhero hero. has like the you know regular secret person secret identity. Yeah. And at first, the guy is like, "Fuck off." Uh, it was 50 bucks to fit the tire. You've only got 45. Like, kiss my ass. Come back with $5. And the little girl basically is just like, that's not what Thor does. And she kind of drags him. And then she's like, look, I know why you're acting like a douchebag. You don't have your Thor helmet. And she literally gives the guy the helmet. And, you know, his, you know, it kind of melts the ice in the heart. His heart grew three sizes that day. <laughs> yeah. And he was so touched by the gift that he's like, cool, 45 bucks, you guys are good to go. Um, and then they are driving, and that's when Chris passes by the restaurant that her and her boyfriend were supposed to go to that night. Mm-hmm. And she goes in. Well, she sees that the car is She there. sees his car, that's right, because he has the so cool license plate. She sees his car, she goes in. And apparently he's having dinner with, like, I guess the town slut. I don't know. 
Um, Somebody easier than <laughs> yeah. Chris. But uh, she goes in and confronts him. And yeah, he basically, she was like, I thought you loved me. And he was like, yeah, well, you thought wrong. He was a super douchebag. And basically because she wouldn't put out. Um, when you're in high school, you know, that's all you really I guess, care about. Yeah, that's the thing. So everybody, you know, the young boys that are with her, like they stand up to him and, you know, they save the day. Hooray. But then the little girl is gone. Where the fuck is the little girl? Well, she apparently stole some pastries, and then she's outside across the street looking at this again, toy store. Again, you're so far out of your element, and yet you're still choosing these ridiculous yeah. things to be doing. Going into a house party, stealing pastries, and then going out on the street. What are you doing? So, the little girl is found by these, like, the... the the uh, Whatchamacallit? The, the car thief criminals. Mm-hmm. So, they chase her... And so the parents of the kids that Chris is babysitting, they're in the city at this big party. So the little girl recognizes her father's office building, so she makes a beeline there. Everybody ends up at the office building. They are eventually able to, you know, elude the bad guys, and they get home before the parents come home, and everything is fine. Whatever happened to the bad guys? Did, did anything the, actually the, resolve? I know the one was off the side of the building. The one was off the side of the building, and then the other one... Got tripped up in an electrical cord. When Joe... Um, when when oh, Daryl that's right, that's stole right, the that's Playboy, right, that's that Playboy right. became significant because yeah. it, had notes. it had like notes about like their car thief auto stuff. Right. So Joe, when the, when the one bad guy confronted them at the end, Joe basically just gave the guy the Playboy and was mm. like, we're out. Yeah. So, and then apparently... That was it. That was it, and it's fine. Witnesses be damned, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, they make it home before the parents do. The parents are none the wiser. And then the college guy that dropped them off yeah, in the this, garage. Yeah, that, that was a little too much for so me. So the little girl had a roller skate that was like, if lost, please return to. So college guy rolls up to the house and was like, I, you know, I want to return this skate to the little girl. <laughs> and it's like, and you want to get in her pants, which is The fine. little girl? No, Chris. I'm sorry. Your sentence structure there was... <laughs> I thought the context would be obvious. <laughs> well, to be fair, Chris is under 18. That is true. That is true. This guy is probably somewhere between 18 and 20, and Chris is 17. So, slow yeah, your roll. Slow, slow your roll. roll, indeed. Yeah, I didn't like the guy showing up at the end. Like... Like that was stupid. Uh, that that was that was the forced, you know. Oh, it's nineteen eighties. We gotta have a kiss at the yeah, end. Like yeah, we have to have some sort of, you know, we gotta we have to wrap it up nicely. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean that's. It was a movie. It was a movie. I never plan to watch it again. I'm not gonna re- recommend it to anybody. I'm not gonna. I don't care that much about it. Like I I'd... would recommend this to somebody in my age bracket that hasn't seen it before. I'd recommend it to babysitters and show them what not to do. <laughs> yeah. Unless your friend really needs no, help. No, <laughs> fuck your friend. You know, you do, do the right thing. You do the right thing and you stay put for the kids. You <laughs> don't go the, off to the city. For the kids. You don't go off to the city. I don't know. I would say that I would I would recommend this to somebody in my age bracket that hasn't seen it because there is a lot of like I said if you like 80s movies, things it's along very the lines 80s. of the Goonies and things like that. You've got like you know, a young group of kids that need to quote unquote save the day and they're the only ones that can save the day kind of thing. It's that kind of movie. Again, it was actually a lot less like girl chick flick 
Oh, it was not. It was, it was less it was than not, I thought. It was not that at all. Like, when it, it was, started, it was, though, I thought it was going to be. Because she was getting ready for a date. She was getting ready for a date. The 80s have an obsession with the 50s the way that today kids have an obsession with the 90s, mm. which makes sense. Um, but yeah, like when it first started, I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be a chick flick kind of movie. But somehow I give like an allowance to the 80s chick flicks as opposed <laughs> to today's. Uh, you know, I'm nostalgic. It, you know, simpler times. It's, I don't know. Like it's back in my day. Back in my day, but talking like a it doesn't. Boomer. It doesn't surprise me that this was not a movie for you. I, I like halfway through, I was like, you had already watched it, and I'm like, you didn't text me a single thing about that. That means you didn't hate it, but this movie is just like so. Like it wasn't something that you like. It felt, was blase. Yeah, like it I, was, I didn't feel you didn't any feel enough to be like I hate this movie and text me. It was just like yeah, eh, I saw it. Get out of my brain forever. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, uh, I'm like work was kind of crazy, so I didn't have the capacity yeah. to, to to analyze or anything. I mean, I'll say I certainly didn't love this movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know that there was like. It's not that it was hyped up for me in any way, but like. Well, like it was hyped up in the sense that you knew what it was. You I recognized knew what it that was, was that it was a that was a fun family film like yeah. you know it's it's in the wheelhouse of things that you would have enjoyed yeah and it just it not that it was bad but it wasn't yeah. you know it wasn't anything amazing it, yeah it wasn't any great shakes like mm. i'm yeah i don't know that i'll watch it again i think if someone's like hey you want to watch this movie i haven't seen it in a while i'd probably be like sure throw it on uh, yeah it, it's a it's a background uh noise movie yeah. for me like I, by there by no means do i have any desire to like pay attention to it you know, right. like if it's on, it's not insulting. I'm not going to be upset about it. There's a couple right. of different scenes that I can laugh at, but like, I, I don't feel like this is not a Lord of the Rings. This is not a Star Wars where I, if it's on, I will yeah, sit down sit and watch, you know, so that's fair. Um, so we very recently covered 1987. Dang it. So we are not going to go over that again. If you want to hear all about 1987, head back a couple episodes to listen to our Untouchables episode, which was also 1987. That was a good movie. That was a very good movie. That was a great movie. But here's my question. So, um, do you have any, did you have babysitters? Like, did you have like the teenager from high school Mm -hmm. came to babysit your situation? Yeah, definitely. I really don't remember. I know that when... Like, oh, I had the hots for, for babysitter. Just you? like, oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> well, I know that like, I remember having a babysitter when I was like preschool, kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Because she had a best friend who babysat another little girl in town. And like, the four of us would all hang out. And that was Jenny. Really? So yeah, that's how Jenny and I Aww. met. I know, because our babysitters were besties. That's and like, cute. they put us together. But like... I, outside of her, honestly, my grandmother used to babysit us, like, mm-hmm. during the summertime, and, like, my grandmother lived one town over. Yeah. So, honestly, when it came to, like, babysitters, I mostly just remember my grandmother. Like, I don't remember having, like, that older high school kid right. coming over. No, I had my that. my mom was my babysitter. I, I had that uh, a lot when I was, when I was, like, you know, in elementary school, because... Because my both my parents worked, so it was we were. Well, no, that's not true. During my younger years in elementary school, like I'm talking kindergarten through like second grade, uh, my mom was pretty much a, a stay-at-home mom, or like she did part-time hours during the during the day when we were at school. Um, but then she would be off, or she also worked overnights at Blockbuster because uh, the family needed it, but we also needed to have somebody at home because. The, when the when my parents first started talking and all, they were very 
it, it was very important to them that there be parental guidance in development and all that kind of stuff, you know? So they, they didn't want us being raised by somebody else. But, uh, but yeah, no, like growing up, I definitely had babysitters so my parents could get a break. Yeah. Uh, the only times that my grandparents would watch us was when they needed somebody during the day, like during the summer or something. But they also didn't want to depend on my grandparents that much, you know? Uh, but no, when my parents were like, you know, we're going to go out and see a movie or we're going to go out for, for dinner. Like, yeah, I had the, 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 yeah. the girl in high school came over, watched us. So I remember that I babysat for family friends. Um, yeah, I babysat too, definitely, when I was yeah, in high school. Like I, when it came time for me to babysit, I was babysitting family friends. I remember in particular there was one family that at the time they only had two little boys. They did eventually have a girl, but I don't think that I was watching them mm. when they had the girl. But I remember I would watch the two boys. My one cousin, my aunt and uncle, had a little girl when I was about nine or ten. So when I got to be 13, 14, yeah. I would watch my cousin sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I watched my cousins a couple yeah. times too. But yeah. I think outside of that, like, I can't remember just being like, there's somebody in town that needs a babysitter. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, now granted too, I'm also of the age of the babysitter club books. Yeah. Like, that was my demographic. Yeah, Those yeah, came, yeah. I, they were literally being published in the 80s and 90s. Like, that was my jam. I had so many of those books. Seriously debating, like, that might be one of the next collections that I try to go after now that I'm done Fear Street. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about it, but I'm like, at the same time, like, I don't know if I can go through that again. (laughs) Because that was stressful sometimes, but, um, but yeah, like, I remember my friends and I, like, you know, we had the Babysitter Club book, so we were like, okay, we're totally gonna start, like, a babysitting club here in Gipstown. Woo! Uh, But yeah, I don't ever remember, like... I don't remember ever being sought out to being like, hey, so-and-so needs you to babysit, you know? Yeah. Like, so, like, again, it was mostly just, like, family friends. And I think it's like, oh, we're going three houses down to, like, hang out with friends, you know, right, we're right there kind yeah. of thing. So, but, yeah, I did, but I only did it a little bit. Like, I don't remember, like, once I hit high school, like, that was middle school. Once I hit high school, I don't think I, like, ever babysat ever again. No, I, I babysat a couple times when I was in high school for you know, friend, family, friends, or whatever, and, and cousins, things like that. Um, but most, but like, yeah. By the time I was like, by the time I was a senior, definitely not. Junior, definitely not. I think I did it when I was like a freshman slash sophomore. I definitely did it when I was in middle school. Um, not nearly as much as you like you would think, but yeah. you know enough where I got money. <laughs> when I was in when I was in college for one semester, I played babysitter to one of my professor's kids. His wife was working from home, but she had, like, a very demanding job where she needed to be in her office or she, like, would have to constantly run out and do stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, there was one semester where I watched my professor's kid. But he was so easy. Like, I had to go over for, like, three or four hours. And I remember I would go over, I'd feed him lunch, I'd pop him in the stroller. They lived in, like, a nice, like, kind of just, like, neighborhoody area. Mm -hmm. And I, we would... Go, like, you know, outside, take a couple laps. The kid would zonk out Mm -hmm. in the thing. And nine times out of ten, I remember one time I took him out of the stroller and he started screaming and crying. And his mom was like, his mom was like, if he's asleep in the stroller, just leave him him and let him sleep, you know? So I was like, all right, cool. (laughs) And then, like, if he would wake up, we might play a little. He, I think I would, like, give him a bath and get him ready for bed. And then, yeah, his parents were home at, like, four. And so it was, like, a super easy gig from, like, 12 to four. Dope. (laughs) 
Yeah, I know. But yeah, like that was kind of the last, like the last moments of like, quote unquote, babysitting. So, Hmm. you know, they all survived. We didn't burn down the house. The kids lived. High five. High five. High five. All right. Uh, So yeah, that's Adventures in Babysitting from 1987. Yep. Uh, Again, eh. 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 Not bad. Not good. You know, like I said, I, I, I enjoyed it enough where I would give it a recommend, but I would give it a recommend to a very specific demographic of people. To a very specific person. Very specific demographic of people. Yeah. Um, and if you want that recommendation and so much more, make sure you're heading over to Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Follow the list we missed. Yeah. Give us five stars on yeah. the social media apps and yeah. do the whole thing. And we will see you guys next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.